from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. She has a book of paleontologists that there is, uh, there are a full book of paleontologists and only one woman. I think it's also great for kids to see um, adults in their community who are making a living in the arts. It's like women helping women and pulling up the next generation. Exactly. And it feels like with this play, uh, you're providing that same encouragement. Yes, yes. I'm Sarah Fenske. Metro Theatre Company kicks off its new season this Sunday with its first indoor production since the pandemic began. It offers relevant themes for preteens and teens struggling with grief, finding their place in the world, and interested in dinosaur bones. The play is called Digging Up Dessa, and joining us today with more about it is Julia Flood. She is the Metro Theatre Company's artistic director and also the director of Digging Up Dessa. So, Julia, welcome back. Thank you. It's so great to be here. I'm happy to be here today. We're happy you can be here in person. It's (laughs) wonderful. Um, So the protagonist of this play, this is 12-year-old Dessa. Who is she? Well, Dessa is a young girl who is super smart and funny and engaged in life. Um, She wants to be a paleontologist, and um, she's been going through an upheaval in her life. Uh, Six months before the play began, there was a car accident, and as she expresses it, her family of three became a family of two. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, so she lost her dad. So in a lot of ways, she's starting over. She and her mom have moved to a new place. Her mom's starting a new job. She's starting a new school, and she is trying to use the scientific method to figure out how to navigate this new world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, Dessa reminds me of all of us coming through this pandemic. And I think young people are dealing with a totally new world than the one they uh, lived in 18 months ago. So um the loss may not be the loss of a parent, but there's a lot of change, a lot of upheaval in everyone's world. So in, in a lot of ways, I think Dessa is kind of all of us. Yeah, <laughs> we can relate to that. Absolutely. Well, so she ends up finding an interesting coping mechanism. And I feel like maybe some of us aren't quite smart enough to arrive on this as a way to help us through this. <laughs> she forms a spiritual connection with a woman named Mary Anning. Who is Mary Anning? That's right. Well, Mary Anning is a real-life paleontologist who died in 1847. Ah, so this is um, an unusual connection. Yes, so... Uh, Dessa, when she wakes up from the car accident, the first person she sees is Mary Anning, who has been a hero of hers. She has a book of paleontologists that there is, uh, there are a full book of paleontologists and only one woman Hmm. as the fossil hunter in this book. Sounds not unusual (laughs) that that would be what you'd get in a book about famous scientists. Exactly. And and, uh, also, um, Mary Anning made her first major discovery at the age of 12 when she dug an ichthyosaur out of the ground in Lyme Regis in England. And so there are a lot of connections there with with Dessa. So Dessa has admired her before the accident. And when she wakes up, 
Mary is there. So Mary is her mentor, her advisor, her friend through the play, um, and only Dessa can see her. So I was going to say, it sounds like this is good for Dessa, but that complications might ensue, the fact <laughs> yes. that this is a character no one else can see. So is the play a bit of a comedy? Well, it has comic moments. So it, it has um, moments where it's obviously kind of difficult because of the what she's dealing with in her life, but also there are funny moments and moments of discovery along the way. Um, Dessa goes to the museum on her first day of school in her new school, and on this field trip, she goes to the Pioneers of Paleontology exhibit, and Mary's portrait is not on the wall. It's only old white men on the wall. And uh, she starts a crusade, and she gets an unlikely um, cohort together herself and Nilo, who is another character in the play, who has never considered half of the things that Dessa brings into his life. Ah, so, so she's shaking things <laughs> up in her new school. In a big I way. I love it. Well, this play sounds, this sounds like a great play. The Metro Theater Company, the productions are, are tailored for kids, but we're not talking two-year-olds, three-year-olds. No. This is, you're hitting like right where a teen would be. Yeah. I'd say age 10 and up is the right audience for this. Um, and we try very hard to... Uh, address kids, the real concerns that kids are having in their own lives with our plays. And we think if a play is great, it's going to be great for them and their parents. So um, I know I am thoroughly engaged in this play and uh, and enjoy it. And we hope to spark conversations between young people and the adults in their lives. So, so you've got, um, you know, you're portraying some 12-year-olds in this play. Do you also have very young actors uh, in these roles? No, actually, we're using adult actors who do look and behave like young people, but because we perform at um, 10 o'clock in the morning for school shows. Could be a problem for a child actor in school. Yeah. Yeah. So are these St. Louis actors? All four of the actors in the play are St. Louis-based actors. That's great. Yeah. And And that's an important part of what we do. We feel like if we can find an actor in St. Louis who is the right person to play that part, we try to do that. I think it's also great for kids to see um, adults in their community who are making a living in the arts, and uh, that's that's an important part of the work we do as well. And this is a diverse cast here. This is not yes. just white kids in the audience who are going to see someone in their community. Correct. We think it's important to reflect all of our audience on the stage. So in this particular case, um, Dessa and her mother are African-American, um, and Nilo needs to be, excuse me. My frog is catching. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. Needs to be portrayed by um, a white actor because it's about seeing a white man's face on every wall that she looks at. So he needs to kind of understand the privilege that he's coming in with. Yes. Okay. So she is on a journey, but so is he. And by the end, they form a friendship that is... um, has many layers to it because of all the exploits they've been on together. So you have this uh, cast of four cast members in this. Mm -hmm. I understand you took your cast on a field trip to Mastodon State Park here in Jefferson County. (laughs) What were you taking them there for? Well, 
there for a couple of reasons. One of the obvious ones is that doing something together as a cast helps to build that that um, collaborative energy. But more importantly than that, I think, is for them to realize that this play could be happening right here because Mastodon Bones, which is what... Spoiler alert. Um, Des- Don't tell your child. <laughs> Dessa and Nilo find mastodon bones in a construction site right in front of um, Dessa's new apartment building. So it's these mastodon bones were found within 30 minutes of St. Louis. And Mastodon State Park has a replica of uh, a mastodon there that the actors were able to look at. So when they're looking at where the mastodon would be on stage, they have a very visceral image because they've seen that together. There's some realism there. I love it. Yeah. We're talking today about Digging Up Dessa. Uh, That's the new play at Metro Theater Company. It kicks off this weekend. Julia Flood is our guest. She's the artistic director of the theater company. She's the director of Digging Up Dessa. So we were thinking about this idea of female scientists and just some of the things that, that women deal with when they go into these STEAM fields, that's science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, um, <laughs> where women tend to be more underrepresented. And just thinking about this show and some of the themes you're dealing with, our producer, Laura Hamden, touched base with two female scientists who've been featured on this show. Uh, Solny Adelstenson is a staff scientist at Washington University who specializes in wildlife and disease ecology. And Cynthia Chapel is a chemist who founded Black Girls Do STEM. That's a local organization aimed at helping uh, black teens get their start in scientific research. And Solny and Cynthia shared advice for young girls girls who are aspiring to become scientists. I would encourage young women interested in STEAM fields to seek out good mentors in their fields who really can connect with them holistically and understand them well as people, not just as one-dimensional students or researchers. Um, I think this is really important because we're most of us are always going to face some form of adversity in our lives, even outside of what we do for school or work. So it's enormously helpful to have mentors who can support you on a deeper level. Advice I would give to girls is to take up a little bit more space to explore STEAM and STEAM concepts beyond those you might think you're initially interested in because you would be surprised how many STEAM concepts and applications are so relatable to your everyday lives and experiences. And that is Cynthia Chapel, and before her, Solny Adelstenson, two uh, scientists working in the St. Louis area. And um, this is something that you're actually doing as part of this production. You've put together a YouTube series that showcases women who have these sorts of jobs in the St. Louis region. What went into putting that together? Oh, it was such an interesting um, process. We decided that we wanted to, all of the plays that we do, we want to be sure it engages students in a wider conversation. And we like to provide um, materials that help both educators and parents to dig a little deeper and discover new things. So with this one, it seemed obvious that finding women in St. Louis who are actually working in the science fields would be a really fun way to do that. Um, One of the women, actually, that we uh, interviewed who is an archaeologist, I heard her on public radio, and that's how we tracked her down. How cool! I, I think I know who you're talking yes, about. I'd forgotten that she works. Uh, she's working in the dig at Cahokia. That's so, right. Um, but they are all women in St. Louis in different aspects of science, and we asked them to answer a few questions. This. 
this uh, clip you just played, uh, the idea of mentorship and what it takes to pursue a field and how you go from it being an interest to a passion to a mm -hmm. career. Um, and so we put together this these little short videos that are still on our website, metroplays.org, and um, also included them in our learning guide, <clears throat> which is a virtual learning guide that that is also on the website uh, for anyone who is interested in Mary Anning and in finding out more about the production. Um, it's, you know, women have always been involved in science, and I think it's great for young girls to see that reflected on the stage and maybe widen their view of what's a possible career for them. And I imagine if the scientists that you guys hit up for this are anything like the scientists that our producer hit up, that they were really happy to give that advice that they wish they had had when they were young. <laughs> That's really true. We have uh, uh, Erica Wilson, who is on our board. Um, she, I asked her about doing this, and she's uh, she works in technology sci and cybersecurity. And she said, you can stop asking. You had me at girls in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> This is becoming like, a, I don't want to use the word sorority because it's so loaded, but it kind <laughs> yeah. of is. It's like women helping women and pulling up the next generation. Exactly. And it feels like with this play, uh, you're providing that same encouragement. Yes, yes. And there's plenty for boys to enjoy, too. We have uh, a part of the set is a skeleton of a uh, plesiosaur that's in midair. Oh, wow. Um, so it's not a real plesiosaur, but it's a replica. Um, and there's actual dirt on the stage, which I've been told young boys are really happy to see real dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I bet there's some young girls who are happy yeah. about that, too. Yeah. Well, if that's not enough to sell your kids on this play, <laughs> I don't know what will. Uh, Julia Flood, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you. This episode was produced by Laura Hamden with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather-Glass. It was mixed and edited by Jane. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.